Are you looking for an accounting firm equipped to handle all of your accounting, taxation, and consulting services, but small enough to offer personalized service at a reasonable price? Well, ARS and Associates knows that selecting an accounting firm is an important decision for any individual or business. With over 35 years of experience, they have one goal in mind, to provide the highest level of professional service possible. ARS and Associates specialize in individual, corporate, bookkeeping, payroll, professional athlete, and nonprofit accounting. They also offer specialty service to cater to the unique needs of their clients. Call today for a free consultation at 305-653-7350 or visit their website at www.arsaccounting.com accounting.com mention the fish tank on the phone or by email to get your first month of payroll services free you're now diving into the fish tank Sitting down with Seth Living, OJ, Juice, man, This is strictly for them true fans, golf fans. Number one, one. of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank. Seth Levitt here with OJ McDuffie, and we are back in the Fish Tank studios. Juice, how you doing today, What's man? up, Big Seth? Oh, man, I am excited for today. Uh, seem to be excited every week. We were having uh, unbelievable guests, but this one hits a little bit closer to home. As you know, Oh, Juice, here we go. Um, Already. You start, I got to wave my gator way, right flag, away, man. Right I have away. to. We don't get a lot of opportunities here <laughs> in Miami Dolphins land to do that, you know, and, and understandably, people are Hurricane fans, and, and, and that's great. But, uh, yeah, you know, we got to give a little love to Gainesville and the Gators, and, and with good reason. A little. And, uh, yeah, maybe more, a little more than a little. Just so if a you, little? If you heard that voice and you recognize that voice, a Gator legend on and off the field, uh, one of the most fun Miami Dolphins that we've ever had here in South Florida. And now, really, Juice, we should learn from here today. What do they say? We're going to hang up and listen? That's right. Yeah. Channing Crowder here in the Fish Tank <laughs> Studio. Channing, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Appreciate y'all having me in. Who, is, who was before me? Can I ask? Because I got to see my competition, baby. I got to see my competition. That's what I, you know, I'm a competitor. Yeah, well, we may not play these in order, okay. but but okay. so far sitting down with us, we had OG, Rondé Gaston. Oh, he's right. good. Rondé was really good. And you might be surprised, but a fellow linebacker and a guy that you, you may talk about a little bit today, but Zach Thomas jumped in the fish tank with us. He, he knows English? <laughs> I'm just, Texas you know, English. You know well, Zach's yeah, mobile. Boy. Zach's mobile. I'm joking. Whatever Zach's they call man. that. But no, you know what? Zach was really good, and I think he, he let his hair down a little bit and, and told some stories that folks hadn't heard before. I think you'll enjoy it. You'll have to check it out for sure. Yeah, fun man, stuff. Yeah. Definitely fun stuff. But, yes. you know, Harold's Gator Talk. Already, we're just getting started right here. I mean, you knew it was going to happen, Juice. But you, but you know, Channing should have gone to Penn State. You know, his dad went to Penn State. Define should have. Should have because, you know, it's a lineage. You know, it's like all about this heritage. You know, his dad was a great player at Penn State. He could have been another great player at Penn State. And then he'd be able to he join a great player great, for the Gators. I, I, I get that, but I'm not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Well... If you want to know the true story, yeah, please Penn State dropped the ball. Oh. So don't try to put it back on oh, me. Man. I'll tell you, Penn State was the front runner. You opened from, it up, Juice. From the second I knew anything about sports, I had Penn State shirts, Penn State hats. Mm. Randy Crowder, three-time All-American at Penn State. I heard it my whole life. I right. was little Randy. Little I changed Randy. my name. <laughs> I go by Channing because my dad's a big, big old fella now. He's a big-ass dude. And he's 6'4". He's about 260 his whole life plus. I was a little kid. I was a little Randy and big Randy. And as a little kid, you want to be a man, you want to be a masculine. I was always a masculine little boy. And I was like, I don't want to be little. I'm going to go by Channing. Right. I might have said something dumb as hell. I want to go by Pikimon or something. My mom was like, no, Channing. But I started going by Channing because of Randy. So Juice is right. Randy was an 
all American in us uh, in Farrell, Pennsylvania. Right. He went to Penn State. Actually, played against Dave Wanstead in high school. Wanstead ended up going to Pitt. Pitt. No yeah. kidding. My dad ended up going to Penn State. <laughs> Wanstead was the best offensive lineman in the state. My dad was the best defensive lineman in the state. And they played against each other for four years. It's and who got the better of that battle? I actually I did an event at Stash with the radio station I worked for, and Wanstead ended up coming, and my dad ended up coming, and we had them sit down Ooh, together. Battle. Because I've talked to Wanstead about it in the past with Dolphin events, and I talked to my dad about it, obviously just you know <laughs> bullshitting. And they both said, um, my dad always said himself, and Wanstead always said my dad. Even right. by himself. So I was like, That sounds right. like Dave. That's weird. Right. So we got together, I was like, who was really better? And he was like, your daddy used to beat my ass. And my wow. big daddy went over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got him. But then my dad went on and, you know, played, what, eight years in the league? And, sure. You know, Wanstead was a great coach. Well, three-time All-American. He beat a lot of people's ass. Yes, yes, You know yes, what I mean? Yes. That wasn't, Wands wasn't the only one. Or the, he wasn't the first or the last, I'm sure. No, but honestly, when I went to Penn State, visited Penn State, they recruited me, you know, when I, about junior year, when I started getting a lot of my D1 scholarships. And I went up to Penn State on a visit. <laughs> this was the first turning point they tried to turn me away. I'm not going to lie. I was going up there. I went to football camps. It was, you know, it's nice. State College is beautiful in the summer. Correct. Went to football camp. LeVar Arrington was there. He was still at Penn State. So he's out there working with us. Brandon Short. It was the coolest thing in the world. Anyway, back to the store. I go to Penn State, visit Penn State. And when I go into camp there, and it's beautiful. I go up there. It's the nicest people in the world. Joe, Joe Paterno. We go to his house. Joe Paterno's drinking wine. He lay, he's laying on the ground. Joe, Joe's a great. Joe has Absolutely. a great personality when you Behind the scenes. Absolutely. I'm loving Penn State, loving it. So, a couple, you know, they recruit me and all, and that's just a camp, one of those summer camps. So now, D1 scholarship visit time. They bring me up there January 11th. <laughs> no, January. January, yeah. It's the coldest month up there, January, February. I love that he knows the date, January 11th. Because it was pivotal. I had to figure it out when people started asking me, why didn't you go to Penn State? Left a mark on them. There was two reasons. This was the first one, and I think this is the biggest one. They, they brought me up there. And we flew to Pittsburgh. And then we got out of Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay, it's cool. And then Penn State, they bring their little pedal jumper, puddle jumper, whatever uh-huh. they call it, over to get you. And we get out the plane to get in the, in the little puddle jumper. I have my, my bag with me. It's a weekend, a little carry-on. I'm like, I need to put on more clothes. It's cold as hell outside this damn plane. <laughs> I go in my bag, put on my three shirts I brought. I got little windbreakers. I'm from Atlanta. I got a couple little windbreakers. I put on everything in my bag. I put on three pairs of shorts, two pairs of pants, three T-shirts, I am freezing, snot freezing out of my nose. <laughs> I say, man, come on, I can't. This is too much, Coach. I told him at the time it was um, Joe's boy, Jay. Jay. Jay came to get mm-hmm. me in the plane. I said, Coach Paterno, I said, it's cold as hell. Here, Coach. <laughs> he said, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get used to it in a couple hours. Oh, I said, we'll see, In a couple Coach. hours. A couple hours. So they dropped me off. Courtney Brown. Yep. High pick to the Browns. He was my host, along with some other guy. It's called a man of nobody, but at this point, he's nobody. So... We go up there. We go to, go to that little dorm room. <laughs> he, he knows who he is. <laughs> we sure go to the little dorm room, and uh, we're just sitting there. And I'm like, okay, what's going on tonight? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going out. I'm like, okay, they put out some Mad Dog 2020. Of course. Banana red. So I drink my little Mad Dog bottle. Now, I'm moving, now I want to holler at something. So I'm like, hey, where are we going to go? Oh, we going to a big party. We walk out the door. By the time it took me to drink a bottle of Mad Dog 2020, two more feet of snow fell. Because they ain't had the blinds open. I walk out, so I'm like, this is a different goddamn place that I can walk into. So now it's a little little dude out there shoveling snow in the middle of the night. I'm like, man, this is crazy. 
We go out, walk down four doors, go into another little-ass apartment, got about three girls. He's like, yeah, they turned the radio on. I say, boy, I'm from Atlanta. I say, this is the party. <laughs> Shit is ain't for me. That you was keep it. this Penn State. But the party scene hurt me. But just the frigid cold, man. If I'd have went, if I'd have went during the summer, if I'd have took my official visit any time when it was warmer, they'd had a chance to get me. The other thing that that kind of put the nail in the coffin was Joe Paterno. There was something in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Now I was, I was, you know, big crap in Atlanta. Joe Paterno flew to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Joe Paterno didn't. Joe Paterno didn't no. recruit. No, you had to be he, he, something. He's special. a deal closer. Yeah, you had to be much. something right. special. It was a quarterback at some big private school. We know them big white boys, Tebow looking white boys. <laughs> he was one of them big white boys. I can see, I see his face right now because we we're on the All American teams, All State teams, Super Elevens. And Joe Paterno flew into flew into town. So I remember hearing on news in the Atlanta Journal oh. Constitution, like Joe Paterno's coming to Atlanta. He has to be coming to see former Penn State All American defensive lineman Channing Crowders. You know, blah 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 blah. So I'm at school and I'm just anticipating. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to see Joe Paterno. Yeah, you know, I'm, ready I'm, for in Joe. The, I'm in line. Were you telling people Joe was coming to see you? A couple people. But <laughs> it was funny because the same way, like, Charlie Strong walked into my lunchroom. Or Ron Zook walked into my lunchroom. Lou Holtz walked into my lunchroom. That was getting me, you know, I was knocking people down off that. Right. When Ron Zook walked in with that Florida stuff on. and Oh, yeah. Who's he looking for? Oh, Channing's that good? Yeah, uh, so uh, what you doing later on? Yeah, because, you know, I got this. <laughs> I got the Buick Riviera. <laughs> if you want to. So I'm like, Joe Paterno's coming. We got some action, man. And that whole day at school, nothing. Went home, nothing. And, the, like, it just went silent. Like, they were talking about the story. And I was like, after, after you know, I ain't no dumb. After about 12, I'm like, oh, Joe done hit it on my ass. Right. So Joe came to Atlanta, visited that quarterback. Right. And didn't yeah. come to North Springs. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, with the weather and that, that's when I kind of opened back up recruiting. So Penn State was my first visit. And then you think about it, it's February, signing days in May. Right. So then Penn State, I like, I kind of scheduled them first because in my mind, honestly, I'm gonna go to Penn State, lineage, my dad, and just with those two situations with the visit, and then with Joe, with Joe Paterno actually came up there before. Now that I'm thinking about it. He came before and it was kind of like it made me feel funny, but I still visited. Right. And then that code was like, man, the hell. Oh. <laughs> and the party, apparently. The party. The party, the party was, was gobbled. Was... I'll tell you, I'll be honest, Juice. I don't, you know, you <laughs> might have had a different little earlier, but <laughs> State College is one of the garbage, garbage party colleges I've been to in my life. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, it boils down to your host. That's what you it is. You know what I mean? It comes down to your host, man. That's his idea of a party. Now I had Kajana and Bobby Ingram. We we kicked it. We, See, I ain't kick it. You have to kick it, man. You got to get indoors, and you got to got to kick it, man. We we kicked it there. And there are a lot of you know, especially when you're not of age at Penn State, it's a tough deal. Mm. But there's always good pockets to find some good parties, man. So uh, not that I party that much, you know. I was really concentrated on books and yeah, football, had your nose and, in the books, and huh? baseball. That was it. So I like it. Now book. I have to imagine that your trip to Gainesville might have gone a little differently. Oh, yeah, Gainesville was awesome. Actually, I was Gainesville my last visit. <laughs> that's not I, even fair. Wait a minute. You I, can't even compare. That's not even fair, though. So Florida of, to Pennsylvania. I mean, we have to compare the two. Right. Think about that. So I go to Penn State January 11th. I go to North Carolina State. And Chacomato with their little ass voice. <laughs> he was like, you know, end of January, early February sometime. South Carolina with Charlie Strong and Lou Holtz. And then I get up to Florida. And I'm already like, okay. No, no, no. That's wrong. Georgia with Rick because I was committed. That's what happened because I was like, damn, I'm missing one. So after that, went to Georgia, and I was like, okay, committed to Mark Rick. Committed to Mark Rick for three weeks. So we're talking about we're in April at this point. So Charlie Strong, if you look back, remember Charlie Strong ended up leaving Florida, I mean leaving South Carolina when Spurrier left Florida to go to to Washington Redskins. So Zook gets the job a week later, 
He hires Strong about two weeks later. I'm already committed to UGA for three weeks. So I'm going up there, Rick. I'm already going. This how long? This might be illegal, but it's UGA. I'm already <laughs> I'm from Atlanta. I'm 40 minutes away. I'm already driving to UGA, UGA to get knee. Now he knee, is coaching the Hurricanes yeah. now, so he might get some people upset. This here. will be UGA. Okay. I'm driving <laughs> up there to get uh, to get like rehab on my knee. This 02. They don't care no. It's 16 years ago. Right. I'm driving up to get rehab on my knee, hanging out with Tony Gilbert, Boss Bailey, all them boys, having a good time. Champ would come back. And then I'm sitting in the same thing. I'm sitting in the lunchroom one day. Ron Zook comes in there. They know I took four visits. Ron Zook comes in. Where's Crowder? He, he knows. I'm the biggest thing in North Spring. I'm 6'2", 210. I was a big boy my senior year. Where's Crowder? Where's this Crowder guy? I got Ron Zook. He's all crazy. <laughs> Walks in. I'm like, coach, coach, coach. He comes over. So we go. Coach Whitley, my high school coach, he goes, he said, give me a visit. And I was like, uh, I'm like, I right, coach, you know, I'm committed to UGA. Just, just a visit. You can't just take a visit. Just enjoy yourself. Have a good weekend. You bring your mom. I was like, I don't know. He was like, well, a lot of people don't know this. I'm about to hire Charlie Strong, and I know you love Charlie. If Charlie, oh, wow. wasn't, if Charlie wasn't in South Carolina, I would have went to – I mean, if, if Charlie was another school, I would have went with Charlie. I right. love Charlie Strong. Mm-hmm. But South Carolina is a garbage-ass academic. <laughs> like, my mom did right, all that right. research. She was, like, know she was like, I honestly, I can't even allow you to think about going to this school for the academics. It's just not they on the level. immediately out. It's not on the level of Pauline Penn State, wasn't Florida. It. Yeah, you right. think about Penn State, Florida, past athletics, just the academic, right. man. Yeah, no you doubt. get a degree from Penn State, UF. South Carolina. <laughs> When's the last doctor nah, from the University I, I of South Carolina that did a surgery on one of y'all? <laughs> South Carolina, damn liner. I don't have one. So when he brought South Charlie Carrick Strong Carrick. over, that was the nail that made me go. Just take the visit. I want to go on the floor. I'm just, honestly, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to see these half-naked white girls running around Gainesville. Right. I'm going to eat this good food, and I'm going to go back to Georgia. Man, I went to Gainesville. It was the nicest thing you ever see. Because right. they bring you up to the stadium down frat row. You riding up. 30, 40 foot palm trees, both sides, beautifully landscaped everywhere, pruned perfect. Not right. You got the softball. Been, That's not the, right. You got the gymnast in the not pool right. with the tight, with the little tights on. You got the softball girls over there on the baseball field, all the frat girls, because it's called Frat Row. Right. So all the sororities right there. So they're having their little functions out there with all the diblets and dablets in the yard. As you ride up to a hundred thousand person Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Then you walk in, your damn names on a banner on the side over there, Spurrier, goddamn Tebow, this, that, and crowd in the middle. How can we compete with that? I said, Coach. I mean, you really can't. I mean, that recruit, that's not even right right there. You know, first of all, starting off with us, you know, it's nice. It was cool. He was gung-ho about going to Penn State. And then the, the, the buildup, and then Zook comes in and steals you at the end. Cause it's funny because it's, it's what I say about life. Like It doesn't seem funny to Juice. No. <laughs> but, but, you see, I'm, not I'm hot over here. Con- I'm cracking up. Concepts are cool, but then there's the day-to-day. So go keep your dad's lineage. Go to Penn State. You know, keep that connection. Do, do what's right. 30 years later, you'll walk into those same But they had steps. to use that, right? right? I mean, they had they, to they use did. that. And it sounds good off in the beginning, like somebody says they're going to, you know, start this great, you know, this damn great company. What in the hell are you going to do on Monday at 9 a.m.? Right. Tuesday at 9 a.m., Wednesday at 9 a.m., Thursday. And when I went to Gainesville, I think that took me over where on a daily basis, this something to do. Yeah, there's something to do. There's a lot of good stuff to do. I could tell my grandkids how cool it was that I followed my father. But I might be miserable in that damn snow with them sorry-ass parties juice for all that damn time for three, four years. You know, I I ain't planning on being in college that long. But for that time, that's that's where he got me where I really thought of there's going to be more time where I have to enjoy life and live in this than – I'm playing for Joe Paterno at linebacker. You like, Pistay had a sale. 
them devilish and dabless. Yeah. With the way, yeah. with the way, way. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up, Channing, because, you know, Man. Juice has been wondering how things went awry. But, right. But now we know. We do. But I we also do. am glad that you said that, you know, you, you felt that you found things that you could do while you were in Gainesville, because it kind of leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you. And I know we, we need to get into some Dolphins talk because this is a fish tank. Oh, but I, I, cannot all, pass, hey, I cannot pass an opportunity to talk a little Gator football or more importantly, just a little Gainesville life. And there was a story that I heard when after you got drafted to the Dolphins and I was speaking to one of the linebacker coaches and, and he said, yeah, we got we got one here. And, you know, he'll he'll mix it up a little bit. He goes, in fact, there's a story that when he was in Gainesville, he was at a bar and he jumped up on the bar and he announced to the entire room, I'm Channing Crowder, and I'll beat anybody's ass in this bar. It, it, is, is there truth to this story? There's truth to it. Like, he's, what's this, telephone? You tell this, tell that. Yeah, tell, tell a coach. Yeah. That's close to what it was. It's actually worse than Well, that. you're in the fish tank now, <laughs> Crowder, we, so we, we need to know what really happened. <laughs> we in Gainesville. What happens, I'm from Atlanta. I got a tattoo down the back of my arm. And I was wild in Gainesville. I ain't going to lie. Wild. I'm the shirt off guy. Every club, you Hard know to imagine. in Gainesville, if you if you cut Gainesville out of, it's probably, I'd say, a radius of five to eight miles. If you just cut that area out and picked up Gainesville, the, the, the university, University of Florida, okay. Gainesville will be lakes and sugar fields. Right. It's the middle of nowhere, but they pack 50,000, and Santa Fe's right there, and oh, like yeah. community college, they pack like 50, 60, 70,000 kids in this little bitty hole and if you're an All-American, everybody knows that big-ass dude. And I'm tattooed up, dread, braids all the time. So, And I yeah, didn't, couldn't hide, hide, it. Couldn't didn't hide, hide it. Right, and I don't think right. he was trying to hide no. it. It doesn't sound like it. And didn't, didn't try hide. to hide. Yeah. And the arrests show that. But this was – honestly – There was a plural on that, wasn't there? Yeah, the yeah I, I heard thing, mess on the, that one. The, 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 the NFL probably heard this story because it was one of my arrest nights. And so now they had to do their due diligence. One to see of what my arrest nights. Right yeah, you know. That should be the name of your podcast. One of my arrest nights. It'll be – Legally arrested be three, detainments dozens. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta catch, you gotta catch Papa Bell. Every time they try to come get me, Juice, Mister Crowder, freeze! Right, <laughs> come get Papa Bell, ass and elbows, evading every time. But <laughs> so this night, I'm DSGB. I have down the back of my arm. It comes from a song from Pastor Troy, down south Georgia boy. I am DSGB, Pastor. It's it's old school Atlanta fight music. I knew Pastor Troy. I knew his little. Bro- I know Pastor Troy. I'm not as cool with him and his brother like I used to, but he came to Gainesville to perform. So Pete called me. Was like, "Hey, I'm coming down there." And Pete, you know, he when I was going to UGA, he's a huge UGA fan. He got a big dually truck, black and red, and all stuff. He has a bulldog that he like. He loves UGA. But he still took your calls even after. Yeah, but you- okay. we, we were boys. Before, right, and cool. he was mad when I when I didn't go to UGA. But then Troy called me like, "Hey, man, I'm doing a show in Gainesville. The craziest thing is like, come out. I was like, cool. So when he gets there, I'm with Troy in Gainesville. So I'm already, I already got a name. And now I'm on the stage with Troy. We throwing bowls, jumping around, drinking hot ass Hennessy. <laughs> so we toe up, no shirt on, got on. It's a theme, uh, I think, right? Hey, no I, shirt. Oh, oh, I, I'd wear old shirt. Apparently it's a dolphin, dolphin linebacker, linebacker theme. Linebacker theme. I would dress to get naked at the club. You know how you go out now and be like, oh, I'm, I'm throwing in Mark, what is it, Michael Coy's shirt. No, shit. $100 shirt to take off and leave somewhere? No. White tee. That's right. No wife beat. I want these girls to see these abs. I work too goddamn hard. So we're in the club. This time, it's one, the, what is last call? 130, 130 because 2 o'clock was, uh, was, was last, last everything. So about 130, they turned the lights on. Dude's name was Lou. Everybody called him Lou P. So Lou was up there. Lou was the owner of the palace. The palace is Florida theater. It goes way back. A bunch of dudes been locked up. Anytime you hear somebody in Gainesville got locked up, 
The name changed, but it's this club. So we're in there. <laughs> so it's a stage. It used to be an old theater, like the old theater, the, the cats and all that, that crazy shit. A real theater. So it was a stage up front, and it was kind of like theater, but they took the seating out, so it went up, and there was a middle thing. But you could see the stage from everywhere, and that's where everybody performed. That's where all the, all the, the people came there. So Patrick Troy's up there. We're going wild. 145, <laughs> Lou walks out and says, hey, Last call, they turn the lights on. Everybody just ain't moving. You're supposed to go towards the door. Go towards the door. Everybody ain't moving. You know, lights on. Hey, last call, everybody get out of here. Nobody's moving. He said, Crowder, man, tell them get out of here. Same thing. Stood up, and my buddies still say this shit to this day because they just think it's hilarious because it was a 2,500, 3,000 people in the club. Oh, and, and, and the dope boys would come from Jacksonville. Dope boys are from Coachella. Dope boys would come from Tallahassee right, to right. see Troy to see the good concert. So it wasn't just Gainesville does in here. It was some. It was some pushes and moving. Real people in there. Got on stage. That Hennessy kicked in. I said, I'm Channing Crowder. So y'all got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> said, anybody got a problem with that? Y'all want to see me? Come see me. I'm walking down the middle of this goddamn row. I'm going to be across the street. It was a parking lot across the street. <laughs> Walked down the middle of the row. And my buddy, you know, I have my homeboy with me, twins. Dudes, I'm always with you. I met all my boys. How my boy? We see, we walking through the club. And you see dudes like, oh, bro, you, you hard, you hard. I'm looking at him like, bro. I'm walking down the middle of this club. I'm be across the street. I'm talking mad shit. Go out there across the street. Dudes came out. Yeah. <laughs> they took you up on it, huh? Dudes came out there. <laughs> so we out there, about five, six of us. And uh, this is one fight night. Well, that's, that's the story. Right. But it continues. So about six of us. And so we out there in the parking lot. And everybody, can you people just talk? That's the one thing. I saw a stat that only less than... 20% of people in the world can hit somebody with the, their full force that they can. Like, you would lay into somebody's face and hit them. And I think it's true because a lot of shit talkers out there. But when it's go time, when I'm close enough to touch you, close enough to touch me, it never goes down. So it was a couple of them little barkers. So are around. you in the right. 20% or the 80%? I think I'm in the 1%. <laughs> yeah. You're in the yeah. top one, huh? Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Walks up, one of my other buddies, dude walks up and they with it, and dude throws at me, and I back up, but when he throws, he misses, my buddy grabs his goatee, got a long goatee, that was cool back then, snatches his goatee, and while he was falling to the ground, I caught him with an uppercut, wow. So now we start tearing ass. The police back then used to use horses, so you could hear the horse coming, through, 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 through. So what they do, Gainesville. what they turn, <laughs> they turn the horses, they, they're supposed to use these bastards, turn the horses sideways, they're so wide, they get three or four of them, and they can move a crowd, they walk them sideways. What they did, they didn't know what I tell you earlier. When you say Mr. Crowder freeze, ass and elbows, (laughs) evading, come catch Big Papa Bear. But I'm drunk. Had to preface it. So we take off running down the street. I'm an All-American. It's 40 people running because the guy's fighting, dudes with us, and then people that were around, the police, you know, everybody starts running. So I'm about third in line. Travis Harris is first. Jermaine McCullough is second. I'm third. And I'm swaying. I'm still tight, though, but I'm swaying. <laughs> so I hear, I hear the horse foot. Mr. Crowder, we know who you are. I say, now nah, I got to go. So in my, Hennessy, in my Hennessy infused mind, I'm running. I see some bushes to my right. I'm like, I hit these bushes. I'm in the dark. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? This is Hennessy. I'm going to hit these bushes. I'm out. They won't even, you know what I'm saying? I'm disappear. I'm get up, you know, squirrel on through, hide behind a rock. When I dive through these bushes that I, that I, uh, that I saw and was utilizing as a weapon, it wasn't butt by the foot of bushes. It wasn't number but cement on the other side. <laughs> so I dove through them damn bushes and hit that cement, scrape all my damn shoulder, oh. bleeding, my whole chest bleeding. But catty corner, that to them bushes, was a wall 
to another alley. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over and jump over this wall. So I run and jump over the wall. In retrospect, the police are already on their horse. They're high. They can see everything I'm doing. I'm thinking I'm, I'm damn, you know. Uh, They're just sitting there watching you. I think I'm Assassin's Creed right now. And these <laughs> looking at me like Pokemon. So I go and jump over this damn wall. They just waiting on me on the other side. <laughs> it was too many people running. So it was only one officer that was actually on the other side of the wall with me. And so now I'm breathing hard. The Hennessy is coming out. I ain't no shirt on. Shoes. Well, I think one of my shoes fell off. I'm bleeding down half my body. Officer gets off. Hey, da, 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 turn around, turn around. Grab my arm. And the officers want to do that mean thing where they slam you into the wall. I have given up. Ass and elbows is over. I'm tired. You caught me on the wall. So I'm about five, six feet away from the wall. Uh, dude, there's a little dude grabbed my lady came up with the Mikey walking four, five, nine, six, seven. <laughs> the dude grabbed my arm. And he, instead of just walking me to the wall or grabbing my other arm, he went to run me with his little elbow in my back into the wall. It's fight or flight. I'm not, I don't want my face to smash into the cement. So I put my foot on the wall and kicked back. Therefore, the chain reaction was my back hit his chest, and then his back hit the cement, and he rolled. And then all hell broke yeah, loose. Yeah, buddy. That's when the lady saw it. She and then all up, hell broke loose. Because at this point, And they came out of everywhere, and they wove my ass. <laughs> that was back in my former life. Well, you know, man, Maybe Penn State wasn't the place. Yeah. I think there's <laughs> a reason why right Joe decision. didn't take that Maybe decision. he made the right decision. It's funny because I don't really... I it's don't great to say. be a Florida Gator, Juice. <laughs> good design is good business, but great design can be a game changer. Whether you need a new company logo, dynamic presentation decks, or want to bring a Winwood-style mural to your corporate office or event, Thunderous Genius will exceed all of your expectations. The Thunderous team has worked with your favorite sports franchises, athletes, and entertainers, and can't wait to bring that perfect blend of creativity and structure to you as well. So contact them at thunderousgenius.com. Say that the fish tank sent you and receive a 50% discount off your first project. Half off! So what are you waiting for? It's time to get Thunderous. And now... On to the show. I don't want to say I like take pride in this. I was crazy. I was 19. You know what I'm saying? But the story is funny because just saying like at that age, it's entertainment at that age, what you could do and like what you thought was was doable. And it, and it happened. And I know when I look back, my wife told me, she's like, that was like football got you that. Like a normal person, that, that situation would have ended up the way it was. Yeah, that would have been real ugly. I think I read books to some kids for about a week. You know, there's some community service oh, that's, hours. Oh, that's you how they roll just, in Gainesville, huh? Well, you know, I think, uh, okay. I, I think that's where they roll in college athletics. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit <laughs> of that. If you follow Nick Saban at Alabama, you just, just it, three things you need. And this don't, don't let, if kids are listening to the podcast, don't let them, especially teenage athletes right now. When you get to Press college, pause. it's three things. You got to get two of them and they'll deal with your ass. You got to ball, have good grades, stay out of trouble. Right. If you ball and have good grades, those are mine. I, I left Florida with 3-7. Right. I would go to class. I'd be drunk in class, but I would pass it. I'm not even pass tests. I had a 3-7 when I left Florida. Right. I was smart. I was naturally smart. God gave it to my mom. You know, she really did it my whole life. So I kind of figured out the system. And I was an All-American. I got arrested. I was slapping people. I knocked out five or six guys on the team. Ronza <laughs> got me mad one day. I went out and broke our uh, dislocated Skylar <laughs> Thornton shoulder in 907 because Ronza told me I wasn't making enough tackles. But I was balling with good grades. So that right. trouble was let go. If you stay out of trouble, you got to have one of those other two. Right. It's the dummies that don't play and get in trouble. It's a bad combination. Your ass is gone. <laughs> right. yeah. Two or three of them you got to have. I like and that. It's, for, as a grown-up, a, a grown you have to know that to tell a kid that's in college. It's not a good – it's real, 
but it's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to have all three. But if you get two, they'll deal with your ass. If you start cutting out two or three of them, yeah, man, yo, your career's over. You know, and that's that's one thing about college, man. It's, you got opportunities that a lot of people don't get to get to the next level. Uh, you mentioned Nick Saban, who's who's done it back then, as well as doing it big time now with, with Alabama. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick, who we just drafted you know, in the first round. When you talk about Nick Saban, you always seem to light up with a lot of really good stories about Nick. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, you know, he, he's, there's a bad taste about Nick down here in South Florida, but I think your experience was with him was a little bit different. Um, I know, you know, like I, know I know, I know your answer. Jim. Yeah, I know, seven, you know mine. Seven, seven. You know mine. You, you, you eat chitlins? <laughs> Do I, I? No. Have you ever ate chitlins? Never. I know you eat chitlins. Oh yeah. How? When did you start? With hot, when I was a little kid. And you still to this day? I still to this day. The Levin household wasn't years. serving yep. chitlins. I got to be honest. The Levin household wasn't serving them. Oh yes, that's why I asked. But Saban, I appreciate is you asking though. You, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> but once you figure out what it's supposed to taste like, you love them. Once you figure out, and that's, you know, it's honestly a thought about to this day with these damn new age kids and these millennials where everybody's supposed to love me. Tell me I'm doing a good job when I'm doing a good job. If you're making plays for Nick Saban, you're doing a good job. There's no reason to tell you because he's paying you with a scholarship or a salary when he was in the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. That he's old school mind frame. Whoever did not like Nick Saban wanted friends and interactions with their coaches and gentle pleasantries with their coaches. You will cut my ass. I saw Junior Seau get cut, Zach Thomas get cut, uh, uh, Jason Taylor get cut, Chris Chambers, Marty Book, all the dudes, Mac, Randy Mack. When I saw all that shit early in my career, I said, these, be, these people don't care about you. Right. These people care about your legs, your tackling, your catching, your throwing, your, your ability to do whatever that is. So from there, I can move forward and know that I don't need a friend. I need somebody to maximize my ability. And Nick Saban, JT knew that shit because 06. When Nick Saban came in, Nick Saban saw 05. Nick Saban said, you know what I can do with this long bastard right here? <laughs> and he went and made him defense play of the year. Yeah. I was on JT's side half the time. Everything was based around let JT rush one person. Right. Walk up in every gap you can to make them leave JT one-on-one. The man went on, and it was, he was calling his shots that year. It's the most amazing thing. That's how. That's why Nick Saban's great. Right. I don't need Nick Saban to make me feel good when my wife has her third child. There's a story with uh, was it Bucky Jones? Tabucky was having a kid, and Nick Saban. He went to Nick Saban was like, "Yeah, my wife's having her um, fourth child or something like that. You know, I might have to miss one. It's like a mini camp, OTA or something." He says, "Your fourth." Said <laughs> <laughs> Tabucky kind of looked at him, and they kind of stared, and he said. My team's on the field today at 2.30. That's all you had to say. My entire team's on the field today at 2.30. Right. I don't care. Honestly, love you two guys. I don't know if y'all wives are pregnant. And if they have a baby, y'all going to call me first? So why would Nick Saban care? Right. If you're an entity on his team that he's supposed to make win, and if you break your leg, they're going to cut your ass, and you're not going to be a part of his team anymore. And that's what I know about Saban. That's the reality. The word understood. The best best story about Saban, and it encapsulates this whole conversation, there's that little bathroom, a little janitorial bathroom, right there by the team meet room. The players sneak in there. You go in the little little stall, get your phone out, text girls, play on your phone, whatever. Or, Or go to the bathroom. That, that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody going shit. I'm not going doo doo at work. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you nasty stuff. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> Seth, you got you to tighten up that gut. Hey, you spent <laughs> enough time up there, man. You got to go. It's a little bathroom, that cod liver oil. It's a, it's a little bathroom up there, and it's like a janitorial bathroom. They, they didn't even have a bathroom sign on them when I played. And you go in there, but what happens is them coaches wear them ugly-ass uh, Nike Monarchs, them little boat, boat shoes. 
So you look on if you hear the door, <laughs> you look under the stall. <laughs> yeah, them, them ugly ass monarchs. So you look under the stall, and if you see the if you see the little monarchs, okay, that's a coach. You flush, you get up, wash your hands, go back to meetings. You know, they just think you came away, go to the bathroom. Look under there, you see some big ass black legs as a player, and you just keep playing around. I look under, I've been doing this shit for years. Well, two years is my second year. So I look under and I see the little monarchs. I'm like, okay, this is the assistant special teams coach. I open that door, it's Nick Damn Saban. This bathroom ain't that big. Like the urinals, one wall, and the sink's right next to it, and the, and the stall's on the other side. That's all in the bathroom. So while I'm washing my hands, I'm two feet away from Nick Saban. I gotta say something to this man. And this is a head coach, you know what I'm saying? This is the second year I've been playing for this man for two years. Right. I'm like, I gotta say something. What is the one thing that you can't, you can't bring up to a man that he can get mad at his wife. Right. I can never say to y'all, how's your wife doing? Well, God damn, how's my <laughs> wife doing? You just can't, you know, it's impossible. I'm like, I got this. And his name, he's talking about Terry. Me and Terry went to the lake house. He always talked about Terry. Standing there quiet, said, uh, hey, coach, how's Terry? Looked over at me, looked me straight in my eyes, looked back at the urinal stall. He was real close to it. And he didn't have a lot. And he, <laughs> He was all moves, making love to the urinal stall. All of he was all, you ain't supposed to touch the goddamn porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't made for you, man. <laughs> Washing his hands on that little pink shit. But uh, he was real close to the stall, but he looked over at me, stared back at the wall about two seconds. Said, she'd be a lot better if you can cover a fucking back on third down. Ooh. Took it straight back to football. Took it straight back to my wife, right. no time for small we talk. We just played the Titans, and I saw Chris Johnson catch a ball on you in the flat. When he saw me, all he thought about was Chris Johnson That's catching it. that third down. That's it. His wife's out of his mind. <laughs> who I am out of his mind. My feelings, my emotions, my kids, my wife's fourth pregnancy. The last time I thought about you, I saw you on film missing a tackle on Chris Johnson in the flat. He went for 18 yards. That's what will make my wife happy. If you think about that story, that's where Nick Saban is. But if you accept that, You'll love the man. Right. Because what are you going to expect from him? You're going to expect that. Yeah. Now, I think that he had a few run-ins with a, with a few players while as, a, as an NFL coach. You know, he has a lot of control, obviously, in college. But, I mean, there have been a couple other stories that we've heard, like Keith Trailer. Yeah. You know, his, his run-in with Nick. Like, that's kind of a welcome to the NFL deal with <laughs> him and – Truck was 36. You know, Truck was out there with Ted Washington with the Broncos. Truck had three rings, I think, the Patriots for. Truck was an OOG. Right. It was dude walking from the other sideline to the Dolphin sideline, hollering that truck, giving him respect before the game. Like, warm-ups, people were walking through us saying, like, you know, he ain't supposed to come on the other side. During. People were coming up, hey, no, nah, bro, I just want to holler at truck. Truck, man, good to see you, bro. <laughs> how's uh, K? Well, how's K doing? Da, da, da. Like, truck was a league OG. Truck had in his contract, he didn't have the condition. I'll do drills, I'll do all that. I'm not, running, I'm not running sprints. Right. But truck was six. Who wrote that in? Four. 380. You remember truck right. was a only big person dude. bigger than truck was uh Timbo. And Timbo is a door. Timbo is a grown person. Truck, what, three inches shorter than him, same, same width. Truck's a big old bastard. So we out there first day of practice, the first day of real practice, like real camp. This ain't no OTA mini camp shit. Truck and them ain't do none of that. JT, Zach, all them OGs, Junior ain't do no mini camp. It's the first day of everybody, all the OGs, everybody together. Do our practice, practice run good. Everybody runs the dog shit out of you like you're a child. <laughs> Just in the practice, he blows his whistle out. <laughs> on the goal line, we're running 40s. I just make up a time. I don't remember the exact time. Let's say that's 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock in two seconds, Truck says, hey, Nick. And Saban didn't like to be called Nick. He was Coach Saban because he always coached children. 
and Zach, Zach and JT, I don't know which one of them started, but I start, they, I heard them started. It might have, it was, it, it was one of the three, the big three when I got there, the big three assholes. Zach Jr. and uh, Junior say I was Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor. They were the guys that would say. I've never heard JT call him Coach Saban. Was that? Ever. It was Nick. That's yeah. what, so they started that, and then all the OGs, and I called him. <laughs> if I see that bastard to this day, it was, oh, Coach, how you doing? <laughs> Still. <laughs> I'm trained. <laughs> but uh, the second he blew the whistle, we're running forward. It's, hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. This the cadence now. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> And as they're talking, because you do three groups, the uh, receivers, DBs, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, they call it mid-skill, they call it skill, mid-skill, and big boys. Big boys. So, hey, Nick, skill up. Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick. They run their 40. Middle skill up. Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick. Big boys up. Hey, Nick. Going, going. So, they say, big boys come up. Hey, Nick. <laughs> So trucks, <laughs> trucks over there by the all the rest of the big guys. He's with his group, yeah. but he wants Nick. All trucks yeah, clearly. All trucks. <laughs> really? All he's trying to get his attention. If people don't know, say all trucks looking for is out of his contract. Trucks thirty six. He's older than saving. I damn near a year behind him. I think my contract. I don't have the condition. Truck. All truck. What's Nick Saban do? Is hey Nick, what up Keith? Yeah yeah. Going inside. <laughs> it's it's not in your contract. Like he was thinking that Nick was the highest. He didn't want to go through my D-line coach to my D-coordinator, explain to them what my contract was. I'm going to Nick say, this is OG, this 36, this truck got eight mortgages. This is, this is years in the league. <laughs> hey, Nick. It's also 380 pounds, and it's and, 100 degrees outside. And intimidating. <laughs> and I saw this motherfucker eat his, his bridge in his mouth with a chicken wing. He had four teeth on a bridge, <laughs> bit a chicken wing. The bridge came out of chicken wing. This motherfucker chewed the whole bridge up and swallowed it. This is what we're talking about. Right, right, Hey, right. Nick. <laughs> hey, everybody, it was the guy, there's a guy like this on every team, and it's usually not the stars. The guy you're not going to say anything crazy to if your life depended on it. That right. was Keith Trailer. Right. That was Tim Bowen, Dale Gard, and I don't know how far you go back, Juice. Yep. Seth, oh, there's yeah. always that guy. If he's upset, everybody in the locker room shaking. Well, right. Juice did say something to Daryl Gardner, but that's another story for yeah, another I day. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely did. You heard about that either? <laughs> well, I've been out here 15 yeah, years. Yeah, I know. You haven't so, heard about that one. Hey, Nick. <laughs> so now it's the big guy's time. Hey, Nick. So they blow the whistle for the big guys. Truck done meandered this big ass down there by the line. How long it take to jog a 40? Six seconds max? No exaggeration. When they blew the whistle, truck started walking to the other 40. Saying, hey, Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick. He walked the whole way. He walked 40 yards. It must have took him 12, 15 seconds. <laughs> he gets to the line. Skill up. Hey, Nick. <laughs> I love it. They say middle skill that second time. That's when I, we were about to run. Hey, Nick. And we're running back towards him now, to all the other guys. What do you want, Chief? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that, he got mad. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you want, Keith? That's what made Truck Snappy cussed. What the fuck do you want, Keith? That'll do it. Man, who the <laughs> fuck you talking to? This little bitch want to talk to me like I'm goddamn crazy. I'm a grown fucking man. He walked the rest of the, the yard. So you think about it. The football field is not just 100 yards. It's end zones. There's edges. Yeah. He walked all the way to the facility, dog cussing <laughs> this man, loud as hell. When, we got, when the rest of the team, nothing happened. He just starts cussing. He walks off. The rest of the team finished running. We have a team, no, nothing said about it. We have a team breakdown, going to the locker room. Trucks, 
washed, showered, changed <laughs> in his uh in his locker room watching a movie. <laughs> Called it a day. That is contract. That's in his contract though. And I asked him I was like, who is his say agent? To you? He said, "Who's gonna say something to me?" Right. I said, "You got a hell of a point, truck." This is the Five Reasons Sports Network. Sports by Miami for Miami on demand. We now have 10 podcasts in the network, posting roughly 15 times per week. All can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and several cross-platform apps. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on Miami Heat Beat. Are we a Tyler Johnson away? Are we a Hassan? I can't even do that to you. I'm sorry. Breaking news. The Cavs are in shambles. If you want to get involved as a sponsor or contributor, reach out to us at number five reason sports on Twitter and be sure to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. You right. saw Nick Saban after that point when a vet says something, you could see him. He would respond because Junior would mess with him and Zach and well, Zach ain't say much, but Junior JT would joke with him hear. a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. They argue now. But I'm talking about just like, <laughs> even when Junior would be like, because Nick would wear them damn, the, the belts, the pants with beltless pants. and uh, He's a weird, he's a weird little hobbit. But Junior hated the beltless pants. So Junior would be like, hey, I ain't messing with him about the beltless pants. And Nick would always come up and like, just appease him. And I think Keith Trailer taught him, if a vet speaks to you, it's not, this isn't a child. Like, right. you have to address grown this grown man. Yep. So that's what I, the Keith Trailer thing, I saw Nick Saban come to a point where I need to show a little more respect to somebody that's been in this thing 10 plus years. Right, right. You, you talk about some of the guys that called him Nick, you know, Keith and JT and Junior. Zach, I know him and Zach had a couple interactions that had to be uh, pretty interesting as well. This is the thing about Zach that people, like, people have heard the thing about Zach and his mental part of football. Quick story about that first two minutes. We were playing Detroit and Thanksgiving game. Just the thought of how, how, like what Zach knows about football. We playing Detroit Thanksgiving game. Joey Harrington was the quarterback. I think that was the uh, Cole Pepper year, maybe whatever. It was playing Detroit. Joey's there. Dante and Nick hit it off too. And yeah. Zach, yeah. yeah. So Zach, we're playing that game. Kevin something. He's, he, I think he went crazy. He might be a high school coach down here now. He's a running back, and we practice. We do when we do all this. Zach doesn't. Zach doesn't tell me this before the game. He says if eighty six is off the ball and he shifts across the ball, just shoot your gap. It's a run. I'm like, okay, Zach. He just tells me that. He's like, 86, not 89. 86 is off the ball, and he motions across the center. It's a run. Shoot your gap. Second play of the game. That damn bastard gets <laughs> off the ball, goes across. I shuffle, shuffle. I end up having an assist with somebody on the play. I made the tackle. Zach said, I told you, shoot your gap, because I, I played it regularly. Right. Next, next series, I do it. I think I make a tackle for loss. So at halftime, I go to Zach. I'm like, ZT, what'd you see? He was like, no. Nah. The coordinator that's there now was in San Diego in 99. I know, I know his run scheme in one back sets. Wow. This that's... is 2007, right. 8, 7. 2007, 8. And he said the offensive coordinator was at San Diego in 99. I know his run sets. That, and that's not, that wasn't an, an anomaly. He did that shit every, every week. damn right. week. He right. did it in preseason. He would tell you stuff ridiculous. that you never knew. But to say that, to go into the saving story, Every practice, y'all know this, it's set up for somebody to win. It's like the offense says, hey, we need to see our entire package against cover four, our entire package against fire zones, our entire package against, you know, zero coverage. So you'll start seeing defensively. I, honestly, I, didn't, I wouldn't have noticed it until later in my career if it wasn't for Zach and this Saban story. 
So Zach would figure that shit out, and Zach didn't like it. Zach hates to lose. If you start flipping coins, Zach would want to play until he gets one more flip on you, and then he'll leave. He does not like to lose. So he got to a point where, and it, it, we knew what was going on so day after day, but it was just one day Zach said, I'm not dealing with this shit. So we, I remember we're in cover four, which is a soft-ass run defense. We're in cover four. They're coming out with all kind of big bastards in the game. <laughs> we're just sitting in cover four. Just taking it. And we just eating the juice. Just boom, boom, getting cut. <laughs> yelled at too. Get around the corner. Man, there's seven bitches over there. I'm going to get around there. <laughs> so Zach gets upset, but <laughs> this is the thing I'm talking about. I'm trained. I, I wasn't like this. I'm just mad. I'm cussing on the sideline. Zach goes out there with that raspy voice, base cover four. He calls it in. Base, they do a little signal. Zach walks back up, base cover four. We break the huddle. They come out one of the power sets. I'm looking up because Zach, you know, slide left, slide right. And Zach just takes a little extra second to call it. Then he goes into it. Even, 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 slide left, truck, getting three. Hey, YB, come down, play. He changed that shit to cover three and rolled everybody down. And, and he had enough of it. He changed, he rolled everybody in the box. And they, we bashed their fucking head. <laughs> hey, leave the defense alone. Base cover four. Check, check, blue, 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 blue. Odd, 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 truck, zero, zero, zero. Vonnie, jump to a five. Hey, slide left, KC. He changed that entire shit again to an odd front and just... And the offense didn't know what to do. They were sitting there. <laughs> so that's when that's where the story of Zach and Saban started. And then from there, what Zach said to Saban <laughs> changes. There was a, I'm a grown-ass man in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's he the did one. up to that yeah. part. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. I heard, because Saban at one point was like, because Saban's not, right there by the huddle. So if you think about it, Zach changed all the shit up. They run the ball, we're still by the line of scrimmage. There's no coaches at the line of scrimmage. So Saban's still about 50, 20 yards away. So after this all happens, like, get the, the ones, get off the field. Just get, get, get off the field. We don't even need y'all. We don't need something to the floor that we don't need y'all. And Zach is, I'm a grown-ass man. We don't just get out of there. Twos, come on in. Get, get the fuck out of here. I heard, I made this team. <laughs> Zach said he didn't say it. <laughs> He didn't tell us that part. Because when he told, y'all get out of here. We don't even need that. We don't even need y'all. I made this team. That's what I heard. Zach right. said, I talked to Zach about it a bunch of times. Zach said, said. But another time. He thinks you're making that up. Was, yeah, he said I'm making it up. Yeah. And you know what happens when anger gets involved. Right. Stuff starts coming out. Exactly right. But then it was funny. Same thing with truck. Bring back around the truck. So I was real cool with truck. My fishing buddy. And I'm, a, and I'm a middle linebacker. That's the nose. Any middle linebackers out there, that's another help to you. His father, a parent, a kid. If you're a linebacker. Be friendly with the goddamn defensive line. Don't be the safeties ain't gonna help you that much. <laughs> no. Get with them fat boys and be friendly. So me and Truck were tight. So after this all it's going down and it kind of de-escalated. But Saban, he, he's an asshole. So he's still over there talking shit under his breath, pointing at people and calling, you know, who was it? Might have been Dom. Was that Dom Capers? Or, yeah, I think it was uh, Capers. Yeah. That's Capers that second yep. year. Yep. Yeah. Cop Capers over he's, You know what's going on. Him and him and Zach just argue. You know what's going on. So there's something else happened. So they start yelling again. Zach jumps up. So I jump up to grab Zach. JT ended up grabbing Zach. I jump up to grab Zach. Truck grabs me. No, 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 young blood. Let this happen. Let this happen. <laughs> hey, Nick. Truck wanted Nick to get his ass Because <laughs> I jumped up. No, 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 young blood, young blood. Let this happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. That's what the thing. That's but great. That happened. That's what, that's what spawned it was Zach getting tired of them just lining up with some bullshit and letting us get our head bashed in. What was said during the argument... <laughs> I don't know what will ever be resolved, right? but I'll tell Zach that the day I die, I heard him say, I made this damn team. <laughs> <laughs> so 
What do you That's think, great. Juice? Hey, I'm I'm going with uh with Channing. <laughs> going crowd on that he, one because he, he did. Hey, you getting punked? This this is one of the first days of camp. You got all the young boys out. You still a hundred deep. Right, I'm yeah. Zach Thomas, Pro Bowler. This is Zach in his prime. Zach, right. Zach just took me to Hawaii the year before. You gonna tell me get off here? We don't need that. We don't need you. Nah. What might come out of you? Right. I made this game. Damn, damn right. Came around Rancho Chocamonga. You know, he's always just looking for a little respect. <laughs> right. It's That's all about right a little here. respect. Man. Wow. That's good stuff, man. Great stuff right there. <laughs> I mean, you. I guess it's the saving stories. I mean, they're, they're, they can go on for days. Yeah, huh? we might have to do a part two on, with, on with the crowd show. Stuff, huh? Actually, folks, there's no might about it. Channing was just too funny, went on for too long, quite honestly, and just had endless stories for us to get everything into one podcast. So that concludes part one of the Channing Crowder interview here in the fish tank on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We hope you had as much fun listening to Channing as we had talking to him. And do not miss part two, which will be out very soon. So in the spirit of my man, O.J. McDuffie, thanks for diving in. We'll catch you next time in the fish tank. This week on the Five Reasons Podcast, join for a wide-ranging, fun, and funny interview with Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat. I remember growing up, you know, I used to stay in um, Lake Nassar Apartments. Now they call it Crystal Lake. You know, this is in Karachi. I moved around a little bit, and I remember being at the park. And, um, you know, I got into it with this little kid, and he punched me in the mouth and ran and knocked my tooth out. And I, I couldn't find him. I was so pissed off I couldn't find him. He ran, he knocked my tooth out and ran. And I went home, and my dad... My tooth was knocked down. He saw me crying. He told me, if I don't come home, if I don't go outside and find that kid and kick his ass, if I come home, I'm going to get my ass whooped by him. I looked for that kid for three hours, and when I found him, I kicked his ass. Check out that interview and much more on the Five Reasons podcast available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank, Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive, dive in, in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank. Don't ever add a tool, you better dive up in that fish tank.